You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of results from a JSE-listed company. The company is Investec PLC. Their numbers came out earlier today. And with me now is the joint CEO, and that's Hendrik Dutoy. Uh, Hendrik, before we get into the numbers, how are you settling into your relatively new role? It's been a while now, so... Uh but it's coming to an end and it'll probably come, in, come to an end within the next reporting period. So this is probably my last uh, call as an Investec uh, joint CEO. The group has delivered a solid operational performance with results in line with the pre-closed trading update. It says group adjusted operating profit of 373.6 million was broadly consistent with the period in line with what you guided, in other words, Hendrik. But when you look at these numbers, you've been bombarded with all sorts of different things. You've got Brexit, which is obviously affects every single business in the United Kingdom and every single individual in the United Kingdom as well. You've got a parlous state of the South African economy. And of course, you've got asset management being spun off. So a really busy time for you. Yes, we've been we've been working very hard since Fani and I took the leadership to simplify, focus the group so that we can be ready for our next phase of growth. And uh, the macro environment wasn't that easy. I mean, we've had a short, small bout of ramaphoria in South Africa, but we've had our own challenges in this economy, as you're very, very well aware of. And uh, the UK has had its own uncertainties and. On top of that, Mr. Trump seems to tweet every two weeks uh, that he either likes a deal or not likes a deal with, with, with China. And that's really what has been driving market uncertainty, uh, which is not good for financial groups. And, 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 of course, record low interest rates. If you put all of those, not, not so much in South Africa where you still have interest rates, but if you go to uh, the developed world where – um, interest rates are in you know many many markets negative. That is not an easy place for for financial services. No, it's not an easy place at all. And you've got to therefore adjust to these these constant um, bombardments that you have things that are out of your control. But you have to adjust them. Why don't we just go through the divisions now and start with asset management because there was some some decent inflows. How much of that, or rather, increase in assets under management? How much of that was market related, and how much was it? people actually putting new money in i mean we had very very uh, very good flows of uh, in, in in across asset and wealth of three and a half billion and pounds so you can multiply that by 20 if you don't have a calculator with you to work the rands out so it's a pretty substantial decent number yes total assets have grown to 177 billion pounds um, almost 178, and uh, some of it was market, but the flow component I've just given you, and uh, so it was a it was a reasonable combination of both. And I think very important in these businesses, uh, it's about clients. Uh, you know, will only give you money if they appreciate the experience they've had. So I think these these units have done well, and relative to industry, although our number flow number at asset management, which is 3.2 billion. Isn't up uh, is, is actually lower than the comparable period of last year. Market conditions are m- were much more challenging, and relative to peers, this is, in my opinion, a, a better result. What about the bank? I mean, that's what you founded on, and uh, people seem to drift away and talk about asset management and, and wealth and, and investment. But the bank is still your your core business. How did it perform? Yeah, the bank is the is, is where most of our capital is employed. Uh, and 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 is the employs most people in in investec worldwide 
the South African banks had a credible uh, uh, performance um, and uh, I would I would call it solid growing earnings. Uh, in the UK bank, there's been a decline in earnings, but a number of uh, factors, firstly, investment banking in line with industry conditions have been uh, significantly lower. Uh, and, and last year we had a cracker year. And uh, then there were some liability management exercises, i.e. the buyback of debt last year, which gave a profit, which wasn't truly operational. And uh, so the earnings are lower, but but it looks it looks as if the business is doing worse than it actually is doing, and I'm confident that uh, the the UK bank, particularly the private bank, has been achieving its targets and is is probably is is probably uh, set for a far better run when the economy recovers. There now the issue in the UK is uh, companies have been sitting still and entrepreneurs have been sitting still waiting for clarity on the Brexit issue. But, uh, you know, I'm comfortable that we are doing the things to get the business in shape for the long run. And my colleague Fani will be running that part of the business yes. uh, going forward. But, uh, you know, and, 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 and a very important clue is uh, regulators wouldn't have been comfortable about the demerger uh, if there was anything to be concerned about. I think we're we're ready for a, a phase of... of, of, of uh, uh, you know, development in the business and uh, watch the space. Yeah, a lot of people are asking why you've done it. I know it's maybe to unlock value. I'm not sure. Maybe no, you could no, just it's not to unlock value. It's not to unlock. It will unlock value, but it's not to unlock value. The the Russian role for the demerger is very very simple one. Uh, our business became too broad, too complex. I mean, just an example: the bank and wealth business is a B to largely a B to C business dealing directly with customers and clients in two jurisdictions, UK and South Africa. The asset management business is a global business dealing with institutional advisor clients wherever they may be in the world and actually organized in five geographically defined client-facing groups. Uh, And we see significant growth on the east-west axis, both in North America and Asia. So come to a board. And then you have to discuss the whole world or two, two jurisdictions in depth. And, of course, banking is more regulatory uh, uh, intensive. It gets more time. So, in a sense, it's really to make sure that from right through the organization, people are very, very clear about what they need to do. And the asset management business has, has been operating since inception in a very independent way. Uh, and, and, therefore, uh, uh, also from a client point of view, presents a better proposition as an independent than as in a financial group uh, where where there's some confusing signals may come towards the client market. So it's really just simplifying. It's not only the asset management bank and wealth split. Within the bank and wealth business, Fani and the team are working very, very hard, and I've been part of that now to clarify propositions. And you notice we've, we've – uh, uh, taken some significant strategic actions in reducing complexity by uh, closing certain units, uh, selling parts of the business that aren't core, and really focusing on the core of that side of the business as well. And and usually, uh, doing this, th- these strategies pay dividends. So, for example, we've reduced our exposure to Ireland very significantly. Yes, that's it's one example of simplification. Uh, and 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 I think more of that is 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 on the agenda to make sure 
the, the businesses can deliver for their clients first and foremost, and then secondly for the other stakeholders, which obviously include shareholders and staff and communities we serve. In fact, your first line of your strategic and operational highlights part of the Stock Exchange and New Service announcement says the following, we remain committed to our objective of simplifying and focusing the business in pursuit of growth over the long term. And then you'd go on uh, to give more detail, closure of click and invest, closure and rundown of Hong Kong direct investments business, sale of Irish wealth and investment business, restructure of the Irish branch, sale of the UK property Fund. It seems to me that you really are simplifying and becoming very, very much focused. What is 2020's focus from your point of view going to be? I mean, from my personal point of view, it would be to, number one, deliver the demerger, get the asset management business soon to be, you know, soon becoming 91 listed uh, and, 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 and make sure that this business operates independently. On the other hand, in the, in the bank and wealth side, it's continuing this path, but also driving revenue. Once you've created space in your agenda and you've got more time to think about your f- fewer objectives, you can then drive growth and revenue. And, uh, of course, the economy matters. But within the economy, relative revenue growth is as important. And I think that's, that's what, what uh, we will be focused on in, 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 in both businesses because we, we will conclude the year, this year with a simplified demerged structure of two independent businesses poised for long-term growth and, and ready to create value for the stakeholders. Yeah, you seem to have done very creditably well anyway, despite all the things we've already spoken about. And I'll reiterate them. Bad South African economy, Brexit uncertainty, and also the demerger, which is actually quite exciting, I, I think. But when everything calms down, and if it does calm down, and things start to get more more clear, and uh, economic growth starts to come back to your various jurisdictions, you must be confident that you're well placed to take full advantage. I think we are. We are. We will be placed to take advantage of better conditions, because what we also did through this, which very few people outside observers have noted. We are busy with a major restructuring of a major public company, and we haven't created chaos internally. It will be largely the same people, even though uh, we had a, 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 a changeover or a handing over the baton in the CEO seat, you know, with Stephen Kossif and Bernard Cantor departing and Fanny and I coming in. We've really got the same stable team that we've had for some time. We're just giving them very clear parameters within, within which to operate, and we're exciting them by the opportunity to, to, to uh, uh, pursue a very clear growth agenda. Hendrik, thank you very much for your time. That's Hendrik Detoy, Joint CEO of Investec, whose interim results were released earlier today. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.